Hi everyone, welcome back to the Game Changers, a fan's perspective on Rugby League. Today is going to be our part two of the 2021 season preview. So last episode we went through eight teams and this episode we're going to go through 2020's top four and bottom four. Uh, going to be discussing their ins and outs and where we think they'll finish in 2021. And stick around at the end of the episode. We're going to give our predictions on our top eights and our wooden spooners. So I think the best way to kick us off is to start with the Premiers from 2020, the Melbourne Storm. We'll first have a look at their ins and outs. So Please don't mention Cameron Smith. <laughs> well, Please. I've got no idea what's going on there, but he, he's... Kill. He's part of their losses, so they've they've lost Cameron Smith, Suliasi Vunavalu, Tino Fasua Malawi, Paul Momorowski, Albert Vete, Ricky Latelli, and Shandor Earl. And they've they've replaced those losses with George Jennings, Remus Smith, and Harry Grant comes back from the Tigers. Hmm. Touchy subject, Harry Grant. Mm. With you two boys. Yeah. I've got nothing but respect for Harry Grant. So you want me to kick off, mate? Yeah, kick us off. All right. I think we all agree we look at the storm every year. Mm-hmm. And I think obviously with Cameron Smith gone now, and I've done this in the past and I look at all their plays that they've lost over the years and I keep not so much writing them off, but I just keep saying, you know, are they gonna be any better? Mm. You know. Normally my answer is I think they'll go backwards and they end up winning a premiership or they're always up there. Um, I'm sitting on the fence a little bit here because, and we're obviously going to be talking about the eight. They've got some massive outs and it's not just Cameron Smith, it's Tino, um, Vunavalu. I just, I'm not sure if they can recover straight away with those losses. Um, they Obviously, they always seem to develop players and players seem to come through and, and Craig Bellamy always seems to, you know, pick the right players. But I've just, you know, I'm up in the air about Cameron Smith. I'm not sure what you guys think, but, um, you know, Harry Grant's an enormous in, obviously. Yeah. Mm. But he's only played one year of first grade. Is he going to make that much of a difference? Just want to get your thoughts. I personally think they won't skip a beat. Only the Melbourne Storm could lose potentially the greatest player the game's ever seen and have Harry Grant just slip right in on probably a bargain basement deal because he wasn't really even supposed to feature in 2021. And they've also got Brandon Smith who will start on the bench. So I think all the potential of losing Smith, some might say, is enormous. But you've got Harry Grant who in, after 15 NRL games, did he win Man of the Match in Origin? I think he, oh, he was close to it if he, if he so, didn't. So you've got a guy who's played 15 games who, when put into the elite level, excels. Yeah. You've got... He changed the game. He changed the Scored game. Scored a try and made breaks every time. The, yeah. Every time You've got Cameron Munster, who the next three years will probably be the prime of his career and you've got Ryan Pappenhausen who'll be going into probably his second full season of NRL so I I think the potential for the Storm is to just replicate what they've done already I don't disagree with you in most aspects there Simon but I just think the way that 
Cameron Smith has controlled that footy team and controlled games of football. Munster and Pappenhausen play off that, and I'm not doubting their ability because they are just out and out superstars. Mm. And Harry Grant is, we all know, is a super talent. You guys know more than anyone, obviously, mm. seeing him yeah. with the West Tigers. I just, you know, I think the jury's going to be out on how much of a loss the greatest player of all time is going to be. Mm. Because when we watch Cameron Smith play, the way he controls not just um, their attack, but even so much with their defence and, the, you know, the referee, the way he controls the whole game, mm. I'm just not sure the impact and the loss that he's going to have. You know, but look, I think you're right. They're always thereabouts, um, and I'm not prepared to write them off completely. Yeah, and we've also don't underestimate the Bellamy factor too. Yeah, well, I was going to say the same. We've had that discussion, obviously, on yeah. this episode, on, on one of our other episodes, on how great he is. But, yeah, you know, I think just from reading rugby league um, news, listening to to other podcasts. Everyone talks. You've been listening to other podcasts. <laughs> this is the only podcast, my friend. This is the premier podcast. Yeah, of course you? it is. It's a premier. Um, but just just reading about the Melbourne culture and how players that have been to Melbourne talk about how it's so different from any other club. How it just turns players into to better players, better people. Hmm. I just think. Even though Cameron Smith was a big part of that culture, with Bellamy still there, and they they still have some elite players, like you said, Monster Pappenhausen. But do you think that, that it was only Craig Bellamy that drove that culture? I mean, we talk about no, no, you know, of course not. The big three yeah. were, were Slater, uh, Cronk, and Smith. Mm-hmm. They're all gone now, mm-hmm. so obviously someone needs to step up, other than Craig Bellamy, to continue that culture. Whether they've got that in that squad, I don't know. I mean, time's going to tell. Yeah. So I think they've got those experienced heads like Jesse Bromwich, Dale Fanuke, and Kenny Bromwich that can mm. that can sort of drive that. Yeah. But yeah, it'll it'll, it'll be an interesting one to see. Yeah. One to see. Um, we'll we'll move on to last year's bottom. Yep. So that was the much talked about, publicised. Brisbane Broncos, mm. with their many debacles over the course of last year. Yeah. Um, not too much roster roster change for the Broncos. They've. That's a worry. It is a worry. So, um, especially in terms of gains, they have lost some big names in Andrew McCulloch, David Fafita, Darius Boyd, obviously retired, Jack Bird. Joe Offa Hingawe. Uh, they've released a number of fringe names like Jordan Kahu, Jamil Hopawade, and Sean O'Sullivan to the Warriors. And they've replaced those players with Dale Copley, John Asiata, and David Mead. Doesn't read too well, does it? No. It doesn't read too well. We talk about culture with Melbourne. Um, the Broncos. I'm not sure where you guys sit, but last year they were just not abysmal they were just disgraceful yeah that's bad I mean some of their performances and listening to commentators and you know who probably know more about footy than what we do mm. I mean you know it was non-existent yeah you know and I I, I watched them play as well and you know it would, 
and I don't think any footballer that's played first grade wants to hear this, but it was just like they weren't even trying. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's really tough for, yeah. for anyone to say, but that's how it looked. And, you know, their results mirrored that. Yeah. Um, you know, they obviously got rid of their coach. Um, so he's not the problem anymore. Well, that's how it looked yeah. on, you know, on face value because, yeah. you know, they got rid of him and the results didn't improve. You know, there were, there were glimpses of effort but it's not just about effort it's about you know consistency and you know looking each other in the eye and, and having a dig and they just didn't yeah. and you know with the ins and outs that uh, the professor just mentioned I mean my goodness you know yeah, it doesn't apply it doesn't read well does it no you gotta think a team that came last and you're taking David Fafita Joe Offengawi Jordan Kahu out of that and you're replacing with Dale Copley and David Mead who have been and gone from the Broncos. From the Broncos. Now they've brought them back as 30-year-olds. I mean, John, John Asiata is, is, is a talented player, but... Had a lot of injuries. And with a rookie coach. And, yeah, and with a rookie coach, uh, they're going to struggle again. There's, there's just no overlooking it. And like you said, in 2020, it just seemed like they, they'd come out of the blocks every week, but as soon as they fell... Fell down by six to eight points. Mate, they just threw the towel. Their heads dropped, especially in defence. Especially in defence. Could you imagine? Sorry, Professor. Could you imagine us talking about the Broncos like this five or six years ago? Like, would you? You just wouldn't even think about it because of that word culture, which is overused, I might add. But just the fact that the way they folded. Um, you know, in a lot of games, they had scores racked up against them, and it obviously started in two thousand, the end of two thousand and nineteen, when they made the, I think they made the eight, and they got belted by Parramatta. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's when the rot set in. Yeah. So, so how they improve is beyond me. Well, look, it's been pretty much downhill since they lost the two thousand and fifteen grand final. Well, they haven't really improved, have they? No, and you got to think. I don't know who's in charge of the recruitment out there, but. They're gonna go with their who's who will be their halfback this year. The halves will be Brody Croft and nah, uh, Anthony, Tom Dearden. Nah, Tom Dearden and Anthony Milford. Tom Dearden and Anthony Milford. Well, he tried Brody Croft last year, and Brody Croft yeah. needs to learn that he's not uh, Cooper Cronk because yeah. he continues to try and replicate yeah. what Cooper Cronk does. I don't and, even think they're picking him in first group. From well, you got to think in the last ten to fifteen years, and you got to think the Brisbane Broncos, the the richest club, they have all of Brisbane. Pretty much all of Queensland to pick from. Well, and they he, always get the first pick. Well, they do. And you've got to think in the last 15 years, they could have picked... Well, you've got to think Cooper Cronk, Michael Morgan, Cameron Munster and Daly Cherry Evans never played for the Broncos. Which is really surprising because they why? do always get... the Well... But probably, why didn't anybody in Queensland recognise any of those four players who you build a, a side around... But they're going to run out with a choice of Brody Croft, Anthony Milford, and Tom Dearden, who's Tom a kid. Yeah, who's a kid? Oh, Anthony Milford, right? We saw glimpses in previous seasons, but we've seen you, glimpses for the last seven. Obviously, years. it's it's not enough, and and they're talking about making him the captain, which is, to be honest, it's it's mind boggling because he drifts in and out of games. Mm. I mean, I can't remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, when was the last time he had an influence on a game of rugby league? Mm. 
You know, I don't think they can decide what his best position is because he doesn't know. Yeah. They're in enormous trouble. Yeah. Enormous trouble. I agree. All right, we'll move on to the the minor premiers and also the runners up mm-hmm. in 2020, the Penrith Panthers. Yep. So again, not too <coughs> much roster change with the Panthers. So don't think they needed too much to be honest. Yeah, no, I disagree with that. No? Really? What, okay. you're, what you're about to say, I disagree that there's not too much roster change. Well, they've they've brought in Robert Jennings and Matt Eisenhuth from the Tigers, and and Paul Momorowski who was returning, and Jamin Salmon and Scott Sorensen, mm-hmm. and they've is re- Dane Sorensen making a comeback? Is he? <laughs> Didn't he play for? Oh no, that's his nephew. His nephew. <laughs> yeah, and they've uh, let go of Jack Hetherington, Caleb Akins, James Tamo, Josh Mansour. Zane Tedavano, Dane Laurie, Dean Fare, um, and a few other fringes, Malachi Botani, Zalesniak, etc. Um, I think a lot of those those um, releases, especially the likes of Mansour, Tamo, Tedavano, were to make room for the recent re-signings of Jerome Luai, Stephen Crichton, Isaiah Yeo. Um, which they had to make room for, obviously on upgraded contracts. But but what do you think on, on their roster change? My, my thing with Penrith is uh, they had a, a wonderful season last year. I think they won like 18 games in a row leading into the grand final. 17 or 18. Yeah. Their semi-final series wasn't great. They struggled to beat a depleted Rooster side and they beat them by a point. They struggled to beat Souths in the the prelim final and it was an error riddled match but they really struggled to win it and then they got stage fright on grand final night they got blown away my point is they're a very young side granted they are chock full of talent they're, they're a very very talented side they've got some superstars there but Don't what, what little a- what sorry what little experience they did have was Tamau Josh Manser and Zane Tedavano they've all gone so this team now is even less experienced. But with a club like Penrith, Simon, with all the talent that we showed, and I I mean, if we look back at last year, I mean, last year was a really difficult season for everybody. It was, yeah. And I don't think they left Sydney to play. No. I mean, people tend to forget that. Yeah. So they really had a dream run. Yeah. They actually had a dream run. I mean, mm. you've still got to win games of football. But, you know... With the talent they've got, you can't keep everybody. Now, Josh Mansour and James Tamo and Zane Tedavano hmm. are probably... At the, well, they are at the back end of their careers. True. And clubs have got to make a decision on, you know, do we re-sign these blokes? Because they're not cheap. No. Tamo's a, 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 you know, a grand final winner, right? Or do we invest our money in the players that we have, right, and start developing some more players? And it's a tough call. Hmm. You know, I think they're going to be up there. I, yeah. look, they've obviously lost uh, lost some experience. They haven't gained too many. Big, I mean, there's a massive pool of players that they have. Yeah. You right. know, when you can let go players like Day Laurie and, and Tamo and that, they've obviously got players there that they think that they can replace them with. Charlie Staines. Charlie Staines. And, you know, yeah. it's... There's only one thing where I think with Penrith... 
when you get to a grand final, you actually have to win it because teams come and pick your fringe players because they think, oh, well, they're doing well. I'll grab them. So they've got to the grand final. See, now they've they've lost Dane Laurie to the West Tigers, who was their, their backup fullback. Yeah, and they've lost their backup fullback. Yeah. Kayla Bacon. Kayla Bacon's has gone to Canberra. Now, the year after, they've, they're gonna, they've lost Matt Burton. He's already signed with yeah. the Bulldogs and he's itching to get there immediately. So... The, the actual, I think by releasing Tamau and Tedavano and Josh Mansour and these players, okay, we'll retain that group of kids, but I think it's going to stunt their ability to win a grand final in 2021. I think long term, it'll be for, for the better, but I think 2021, I think they're going to drop a few notches. So what you're saying is the window of opportunity yep. was there if they kept a couple of the more senior players. Yep. One thing that we were overlooking, or I'm not sure if you guys agree, but, you know, Ivan Cleary's been coaching first grade for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure if I'm right here or not, but he's coached nearly three or 400 first grade games of rugby league. No, without... no coach has coached more in the NRL and not won a premiership. That is... Rem- that, that is that's, that's a fact. Well, that's... I, I mean, that's one of the stats that I was reading. And, mm. you know... Obviously, with what they did last year, there's obviously a high opinion. But to coach that many games mm-hmm. and to go to go without any success, mm-hmm. you know, you might. I mean, he might start questioning himself. You know, is he is he up to it? Mm. You know. So look, I think they'll be thereabouts. Obviously, again. Yeah. You know, whether they do the seventeen in a row again, I don't know because I just think it's going to be probably a more even competition because the yeah. talents spread. Mm. Um, but look, you know, they reckon that you've got to lose one before. I mean, I don't subscribe to that mm. theory. I mean, because if you're there, you want to win it. Yeah. You know, you don't get many opportunities, yeah. and we all know that. Yeah. So, but no, another interesting one. Like like you were saying, Ivan Cleary's coached three hundred and fifty four games, and until. He got to Penrith. You're just a wealth of knowledge, aren't you, professor? <laughs> no, I've got to hear. I've got to hear. But yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's why he's the professor. He's he's you never. We should call. We should call him Barry Ross. <laughs> From, you know, Rex Moss of sidekick, <laughs> and we'll abuse him. Yeah, yeah. Barry, Barry, do your job, Barry. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's look. I mean, it's an interesting stat with Mike uh, with uh, Ivan Cleary, and um, mm. you know, I'm not sure they'll yeah. be up there. Yeah, and if you're up there, you're a chance. Yeah, a chance. Yeah. All right, we've got the team coming uh, that came 15th in 2020, the Bulldogs. Hmm. Um, in mm. contrast, in contrast to the last few, they've had probably not probably they they have had one of the biggest recruitment drives um, in their recent memory, especially. Hmm. So they've brought in Nick Kotrick, Corey Allen, Corey Woodell, Jack Hetherington, Kyle Flanagan. Um, Matt Dury, young fellas, been promoted, and they've lost Kieran Foran, Carrot Holland, Marcelo Montoya, Aidan Tolman, Suaso Sue, Jack Cogger, and some fringes, Tim Lafay, mm. a few others. I think, judging by the the losses, I don't think there's one player there that the Bulldogs were keen to re-sign anyway. I'd go as far as to say there wouldn't be one player that they've lost there other than maybe, maybe Kieran Foran that'll play first grade again. Yeah, that's a fair comment. That's a fair you comment. You know, if you... Without question, they had to make changes. Yeah. 
The biggest question I have is not so much their player recruitment, is have they got the right coach? Mm. Um, you know, he's he, often, he comes with a he's lot of reps. Imp- he's looked impressive. Well, <clears throat> in, impressive, I, I, I don't understand. Like, he was an assistant coach at Penrith. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people were saying that he was involved with their attack. I mean, we don't know. I mean, he was obviously mm. their attack coach, but... You know, was he making the decisions or was it Ivan Cleary? We don't know. Yeah. I'm looking at the history of, of him being at Manly. It didn't end well. No. no. You know, so, you know, I think he coached for two or three years. Whether Canterbury needed a, a, a young coach, I don't know. I would have, if, if I was a Canterbury supporter, I would have been more inclined to go for a more experienced coach because they've tried it. It hasn't worked. I might be wrong. I don't know, but... Their ins, some of their ins are fantastic. There's no question. Yeah. Whether they're going to expect success straight away, I don't think it's going to happen because you need a little bit of a bit of time, especially in key positions. Yeah. You know, like Kyle Flanagan and Kotrick yeah. in the centres, and you know, so you know the jury's out. Yeah. With me, I I think the appointment of Trent Barrett at Canterbury, I actually think it's looking at it. I think it's it's a good one because Trent Barrett. Boyle Report seems like a really decent fella and the media love him. So the Bulldogs will get a, not a free pass, but they'll go easy on him and the club. Uh, so, but is that a good thing, Simon? I no, mean, if I you think it, achieve, yeah. just because you're a good bloke, it doesn't mean... Right, I, I think you, I, we all know how, how important the media are to organisations and if and they were on Dean Pay every week and, and right, that is just disgraceful mate well, because yeah, Dean Pay yeah, yeah I agree with you but yeah. you know did Dean Pay get a fair go no they didn't mm. and you know what we will what we can say about Canterbury whilst they didn't have the cattle they had a dig oh yeah. they you put know, in every single week they, they, they were horrible to watch they were horrible to watch that was their best if but we look at the that bottom, was the best they had if we look at the bottom eight yeah. bar the Titans mm. They probably they were the only side that really dug in just about every week, you know, yeah. And they just didn't have the talent. Yeah, and they right. and they always have. I think it was a, the back end of twenty nineteen, if I remember right. Um, I think the, the Broncos were um, they were going to make the eight, mm. and the Dogs had obviously no chance. It might have been the last round of the year or the second last round, and the Dogs put a number the, on. Do- yeah, they put a score on them, and, mm. I, th- and I thought, geez, this is a team that's mm. got. At look, z- literally zero percent chance of making the finals yeah. against a team going into the finals, mm. and the dogs are just are just running through. I don't know if that says something I'm not about the question, Broncos or the Bulldogs, but that they were putting in every I'm, week. I'm not going to question whether he's the right man for the job or not because we, we don't know. the The point I'm making is that whilst Dean Pay was coach, the club kept out uh, kept coming out and saying, "Oh, look, you know, we're going to go through a year of pain until we get our salary cap in order." Mm. The only issue I've got is they've bought all these players, but he, they didn't give him the opportunity to work with a better team. Yeah, you know that's right. I might be proven wrong. Yeah, you know with the signing of Trent Barrett, but I just didn't think he was given a fair go. And in what you're saying, Simon, with the with the media giving coaching, you're a hundred percent right. Mm. But but ultimately, if you don't have success, I don't care how good of a bloke you are. Yeah, you know. But the, the, the knives the, will be the, out. Yeah, but the media will, will cut Trent Barrett a lot of slack because they like him, and that'll mean but less... Do you think less, that's a good thing? No, I don't. Report honestly. Report what you yeah, see. Yeah, that's exactly right. But they won't. 
because they do like him and it'll mean less negative stories for the dogs as a club and it'll appease some fans. The fans won't open the paper and get cranky and say, oh, we're still rubbish. I mean, look, they won three games last year with the adding of Cotrick, Corey Allen, Jack Hetherington and Kyle Flanagan. Realistically, they could probably win six or seven. I, I think, think Corey Allen's an enormous signing. Yeah. You know, I, I was one that was surprised, obviously, that South let him go and I was, as a St. George, but I would have loved mm. to see him at St. George. And in 2022, you'll add Matt Burton and Josh Adokar, and then I think they'll challenge for the eight. So, so what you're saying is they'll cut him some slack this year? Yeah. Right? Um, and obviously, you know, the pressure will be on. Yeah. 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 Okay. To think we'll agree so. to disagree on some certain aspects. We can always do that. What have we got next, Professor? Um, third place in 2020, the South Sydney Rabbitohs mm. lost in the prelim final to the Penrith Panthers. Um, we'll we'll start with their their ins and outs. So they've brought in Jai Arrow, Jacob Host, mm. Josh Mansour, Benji Marshall, Tane Milne, and Tao Tao Moga. And they've let go of Ethan Lowe, James Roberts, Bailey Sirinan, Jack Johns, Joseph Suwali, Corey Allen, Tom Mamone, and a few fringies. Who yeah. does fringy play for? <laughs> he, was, he looked good last year. Oh, did he? <laughs> um, look, if I could say, I think this is the year South have to win the comp. They've bowed out in the prelim finals the last three years. You can't do that. You actually have to kick on and make it a yeah. prelim final. I think there's a lot of good signs to yeah. that point towards the, the, them the signing with of the Jai, Premiership this the year. The signing of Jai Arrow is an interesting one for me because they paid huge money for him. Would you think any club would say, oh, we've got Jai Arrow now, so now we'll threaten for the comp? No. No. He's, he's a workaholic. He's a, look, he's a, he's a good player. But he's not a dynamic player. He's 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 never going to break a line and, and, and sprint forty and, and score a try like a Tom Alolo or Big Tino. Yeah, it is an interesting or one. Or Fafita, considering um, they've already they've already got Cameron Murray. Yeah, you've got Cam Murray who who sort of has that ability. They're going to play Jairo in the front row. Me too. And mm. but, but Me too. see, I question that because they didn't buy him as a front rower. They bought him as a, as an edge forward, and they probably thought, "Oh, what you think an edge forward?" The, well, I, they bought him as an edge forward, or mm. you know, yeah. or maybe as a lock. Right. I thought you were going to say because there was that whole thing at the start of last year where they moved Cam Murray to the edge, yeah. that they were thinking of putting Arrow at lock. Well, mate, Cam Murray is a superstar. Yeah, he is. You know, and I wouldn't replace him with anybody. Me either. You know, I to be honest. I've got Souths, and we're obviously talking about this a bit later. I've got Souths as basically as my premiers. Yeah, yeah I've got that. I mean, as if my they stay premiers. injury free, mm. they have got some talent. Mm. You know, you went through some of the players that they've lost. Again, you know, a lot of those players they probably didn't want. I mean, mm. but bar maybe Corey Allen, who I think is a star. Yeah, um, they obviously couldn't fit him in because he wants to play fullback, and they've got. Latrell Mitchell yeah. you know barring injury I, I just think um, you know I think they're going to challenge and the fact that it's it's Wayne Bennett's last last season I mean I made a call a few years back that you know once South signed him that he'd win a premiership there mm. and you know hopefully 
you know, this might be the year so I can be yeah. proven right. I just think they, they'll fare well in with a premiership yeah. if, if I was to make a call yeah. at this early. I'll say one thing. They, they, they made the prelim final last year. This year, you know, surely they'll, they'll make the eight, but they'll go into the semis with Latrell Mitchell. They went through the semis last year without him. So you've got to throw him into the mix. The only concern I have with South is there's a bit of drama about they only want to offer Adam Reynolds a one-year contract, and he obviously wants three. Now, he's 30. Now, I thought 2020 was his best season since when they won the comp. Especially towards the end of the last year. And he's never been known as a, a running halfback, but the new six again rule... I thought him and Cody Walker, but Adam Reynolds especially stood out to me because I never saw him as a as a sniper, as a someone who'd take the line on. I thought he was outstanding. So, I mean, I think the reason... So, that, so before... Yeah. I, I'll ask you this question. He's 30. Would you offer him a three-year deal? No. You wouldn't? No. I no. would. And I'd, I'd give him two. Not Souths. Other clubs will. Yeah. Right? The no, thing but why with, wouldn't Souths? Okay, because... It, from what I'm hearing, and I saw a little, I saw a glimpse of it last night. Yeah. They've got two players, and I, I, um, one of them actually played fullback. Blake Taff. Blake Taff, and who yeah. who, who can play five eight? And they've got that. Yeah. I think the Dargan. Troy Dargan. Troy Dargan. Now, again, I go back to the fact that do you invest all your money in a, a thirty year old? And and as good as he's been, right? There's no question that he's been outstanding for Souths. Mm. Right, because he's going to get a contract. He'll get a three or four year contract somewhere else. Yeah. But does South make the decision of signing him for three years, which is what he wants, mm. or do they take the risk of losing players like Taff, who were, to be honest, from what I saw last night, it's only a trial, mm. right? But they're up to it. You know, they've got some tough decisions to make. Yeah. Is it going to derail them? Who knows? You know, mm. the sooner they get it sorted, the better it is for all of them. You know. If I was to make a decision, I'd probably say I'd offer him two years. Yeah, but then again, so. you still take that risk of losing these young blokes, and it's a tough call for a club. Yeah, you know, and they've got some talents out. Yeah, you know, the guy, the guy's like the leading point scorer. I agree. Gun goal kick kicks at eighty five percent. Yeah, it's it's a tough call. I mean, well, I know someone said to me, "Oh, but Reynolds, you know, he's always injured." I'd look back. He's not. He's, he's played not nine injured. seasons of NRL and played over 200 games. So he's averaging 22, 23 games yeah. a year. He'd be that any day of the week. Yeah. You know, know. I'm not questioning his, his, his ability or, or what he's done for the club. I'm just looking at it from the club's perspective on, on what yeah, they I know he's think he's right and what they think. And we also got to remember, the, the history with South with signing players towards the end of the career hasn't been good. We look at Inglis yeah. and, you know, we look at Sam Burgess. You know, unfortunately, they were medically retired. Mm. So they've had to outlay money. Whilst it's not in their salary cap, yeah. they've had to outlay all this money for for no return. They might want to... But you're right, he will get... If, if he goes on the open market today, there'd be five or six, maybe seven clubs, and there's going to be a merry-go-round with halfbacks. Yeah. You know, he'll get a three or four-year deal because players are playing longer yeah. now. Especially halfback. Half, absolutely, because it's not as, as physical. Yeah. You know, and the fact that he kicks goals makes it even more enticing. Yeah, of course. Um, we'll go with the team that um, came 14th mm-hmm. last year, the Cowboys. Cows. Not expecting, me personally anyway, not expecting too much of them. 
in 2021. So they've, they've brought in Lachlan Burr, uh, Javid Bowen, they've brought him back from reserves, and Kane Bradley from Who, the What's his time. name? Javid mean that. <laughs> oh, Javid Bowen. Oh, sorry. Um, and they've released Gavin, Gavin Cooper's retired, Tom Opacek, John Asiata, Tuki Simpkins has gone to the Tigers, and a few fringes. So yeah, a team that not not too much roster no. roster change and at all. Unless you've got a, a wealth of brilliant young talent that's going to come through and, and and lift this team, you've purchased Lachlan Burr, who's a journeyman, and David Bowen, who they've signed and let go and signed again, and <laughs> he's been on the you know on the fringe of that team for five years. You've lost Gavin Cooper, Opachik, and Asiata. Oh, I, I don't see the I don't see where the Cowboys climb the ladder, to be honest. I'd go as far as to say, I don't think Todd Payton realises what he's got himself into. Because I've actually got them finishing in the bottom two. Yeah. You know, Michael Morgan, whilst he's been a super player... Hasn't had a really good season for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Valentine's... Valentine, he sounds like a porno star, doesn't he? (laughs) Valentine Hones. I don't know whether he's a fullback. I think he's a winger. Um... You know, where oh, we know he's a football player. Oh, we know he's a football player. Well, we know now. <laughs> Thanks. But I don't know where their points are going to come from. No. I mean, if there's something... If they've got players hidden up there, or well, I haven't read about them, or I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't understand... I mean, I, I don't see where the improvement is going to come from. Um, yeah. No. You know, they're, they're... And they... I mean, to be honest, they didn't really show us much last year, did they? No. You know, I think that since the loss of... but. I think when I think Thurston's last year they missed the eight. Am I right? Yeah. Um, and really they've gone backwards, and I can't see them improving. No, they, they they paid big money for Valentine Holmes, who was the best winger in the world. So but they, on the back they, of what they gave, signs yeah, they gave him fullback money. When at the end of the day, he's the best winger in the world. So and I think that's where he's going to play. That's right. So now you've got probably Morgan and Jake Clifford in the halves. And you're going to have, I think, drink water at fullback. I, I just don't see out wide. You've got aging players. You've got Kyle Felt and Justin O'Neill. You've got SR Masters who hasn't kicked on there at all. Could you imagine if Tom Alolo touch what he doesn't because he's just a star? Yeah. You imagine he goes down injured. I mean, wh- wh- where's the yeah. go forward? Yeah, well, he 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 was injured for maybe I'll say a quarter of the season last year, mm. and and they struggled. And I think that's the only factor that they can improve in twenty. 21 oh. if he if he stays fit if you just look at their club as a whole if you look at the players whose career has if i can use michael's word regressed <laughs> um, over the last couple of seasons i'm still because... trying to work out what that word means michael <laughs> going backwards okay. not improving okay um cohen hess he came onto the scene oh, didn't he have some raps on yeah. Yeah. he's gone oh, backwards right. there uh jake granville jake granville has... jake granville was was if they didn't give it to Thurston or Milford was graded on an opposing side, he was probably close to man of the match in that grand final. Yeah. So Granville's gone backwards. Cohen Hess has gone backwards. It, Tom Alola can only give so much. I, I see no creativity. Justin O'Neill's gone backwards in that team. Isn't it funny? They won a premiership in 2015, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yep. And you would think, you would think that they would improve and and you know no. players that want to go there they've actually out of all the clubs bar maybe Brisbane mm. they've actually and it's ironic because Brisbane and, 
the war, uh, the Cowboys played in that grand final. Yeah. They've both gone backwards yeah. in terms of talent. I, I, I can't see any any light at the end, and I think they're going to regress. Yeah. Did I say that correctly, you Professor? Did. Of course you did. Wow. Well, I, I, I was there was a lot of um, I was surprised about how far they've gone backwards in the last few years as well, considering people had a lot of promise about the Cowboys. Um, 2017, when Thurston went down with injury, mm. they rallied without him, made the grand final without him, and people thought Thurston's going to retire. They've still got what a great bunch. They're going to do so well without him, but they haven't. And you, know, you and mentioned and Cohen Hess. <laughs> I mean, you know, Cohen Hess. I think I'm not sure if he played State of Origin, but he, he played he the first one. I mean, dropped, he I hasn't think. been cited. No. Yeah, no. you know, I, I just I don't know where it's coming from, but you know. Uh, Good luck to um, Toddy Payton because mm. let me tell you, I think he's going to need it. Yeah, it's a tough gig, up there. We'll move on to Canberra. Yeah. So Canberra have brought in Ryan James, who's coming off the back of two ACL injuries. You're a doctor now, are we? <laughs> Hasn't played. Well, done. well that's true. <laughs> Hasn't played for almost two years. Caleb Aikens, um, Albert Hopawade, and a young kid, Harry Rushton from England, and they've released. John Bateman back to England, Nick Kotrick and Michael Oldfield. So no real. Well, Ryan James will add something to that team. They'll they'll lose Nick Kotrick. Bateman's uh, a massive. Do you think loss. they needed anything though, Simon? I mean, not it, not really. No, I, mean, not I, really. I, I watched their um, I watched their. Well, I saw. I didn't watch the game, but I I saw the lineup in their reserve grade yesterday. Yeah. And out of the. 24 or 25 players that were listed. I mean, 12 or 13 of them have played first grade. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not just talking one or two games. I mean, they've got some they've got some talent there. Yeah. yeah. I, I think my only worry with Canberra is 2019, they, they lost the grand final controversially. 2020, they are up there again. They'll probably chuck... I think eventually they have to win one because there's a window there that I think is going to close really soon. And Yeah. I think they need to really take advantage of the squad that they've assembled. Now, you, Jared Croker, he's not going to play the football that he did three and four years ago. No. Um, you know, Papali, I don't think he can get any better than what he is. He's been outstanding, though. He's, been, yeah. he's been a I, tremendous player. I think the revelation player. last year, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, I thought George Williams was just... The halfback was just magnificent. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I obviously didn't see much of him because he played in England, but you know, he complimented um, Jack White, who I thought was outstanding. Mm. And I, I, to be honest, I think Jack White is going to get better. Oh, but, he will. He will. Um, you know, uh, they'll be challenging. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, people talk about how they miss Josh Ho- uh, Josh Hodgson. I, I don't subscribe to that no. theory because yeah. I thought Tom Starling. Yeah. Is that Jeff? Is that Jeff's father? Uh, sorry, is Jeffy's father Jeff Star? Remember no. Jeff Starling? <laughs> yes, I do. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if he, he if he's going to make that much of a difference because I, I watched Josh Hodgson, right? And as good as he is, I just feel that he overplays his hand quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, whereas yeah. Tom Starling picks and chooses a little bit better. Mm. You know, he's obviously going to play Josh Hodgson because Josh Hodgson's the the captain, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Co-captain. You know. Okay. So. You know, look, they'll be thereabouts and they'll challenge, but you're right, Simon, the window of opportunity is closing very quickly. Yeah. I mean, they've got talent across the board. You've got Joseph Tarpany, who, 
He's still young. Yeah, and he's an elite he's player. He's, he's one of my favourite players. dynamic player. player. Yeah. As you said, George Williams, now he's got a season of NRL behind him. Um, Elliot Whitehead holds up an edge really well. I think that fullback's outstanding. Chance Nickel Clocks there. Yeah. Oh, I've got a, I've got a feeling they'll, they'll, be, they'll be there and thereabouts again, but they really need to seal the deal. And, and, and yeah, I, I feel like they've got a lot of... Um, yeah. No, I was just going to say they need to they need to get to another grand final and win it. Yeah, I feel like this season especially they've got a lot of good depth in in, in key positions. So, and, and Ricky has a lot of um, a lot of selection headaches in terms of they got to fit Josh Hodgson, Saliba Havili, Tom Starling into one lineup. Yeah, Saliba uh, Havili. He can probably play in, in the middle as well. Yeah. You know, John Bateman's going to... He was magnificent for him last year. Yeah. But he's got some options there. He's got Corey... Hall, what's his name? Horsburgh. The, the Horsburgh. He's got... Hudson uh, Young. Hudson Young. He's got that... Um, the Blake... What's his name? The... Emre Gurley. Emre... Gee, you blokes are good. <laughs> you <laughs> blokes are outstanding. <laughs> you know, he's got play, He's got some depth there. There's yeah, no question. Course. You know, I think the key is, is Whiten... You know, he's their star. He's their go-to man. Um, you know, so hopefully they stay injury-free. That, that, I don't know whether it's because they're secluded from Sydney, but they look a very tight bunch. And oh, you, there's no question. You can tell they play for Ricky every oh, week. Yeah. You know, and they buy into that whole us versus them type thing. They're, you know, hidden away. But, um, yeah, he's done good things. At yeah. yeah, no question. Move what on. What Professor? It's our last team. We'll move on to, to Manly. Mm, the inch, the Inchula Peninsula. Yeah. <laughs> so. You want to race at the course, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, a bit tired. I keep telling people I'm fast without the S. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they've they've brought in Andrew Davy from Parramatta, Kieran Foran, Christian Tuipulotu, who made his debut for the Roosters last year, yep. Jason Saab, and Josh Alloyer. Wow, Josh Alloway, you blokes are more of the Tigers, aren't you? Oh, geez, that it hurts. Can I just say something about Josh Alloway? Yeah. Have I said that correctly? Yeah. Yeah, Alloway. I think the West Tigers, right, have let go. He's been their best forward for two years. He's, sorry, he's been their most consistent forward for two years. Yeah. And I think the West Tigers are going to feel that. And Manly have got themselves... A boy, mm. you know. So, but anyway, I just wanted to add that he'll go a long way towards replacing Fanua Blake for them. Yeah, he will. They've lost. Uh, they've lost a bit though. Yeah, Joel Joel Thompson, Corey Waddell, Adam Fanua Blake is their biggest one. Mm. Albert Hopawade and a few. How many Hopawades are playing first rate? Uh, three at the moment. Oh my goodness! There. Three at the moment, and there was one playing for North Sydney um, wow. yesterday with Suwali. I think uh, Fanua Blake is just massive. You know, I know that yeah, they've replaced is. him with Josh Alloway, but, you know, we talk about... I I personally think that him, Papali, and Junior Paulo mm. are the three best front rowers in the competition. Yeah, I'd put, I'd put Daniel I'd put Daniel Safidi up there. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair... Well, that, that's, yeah. that's probably a good call, but I yeah. just think it's a massive loss. And, you know, I still question the fact that they've signed Kieran for him. You know, considering yeah. the injuries he's had, you know, he may have come at a bargain boy. I don't know. Mm. My, my thing is, so much of Manly revolves around Tommy Turbo. And I, I said to everybody, I said to, to Michael, to you, 
if you can get 20, 25 games out of, out of Tom Trebojevic, mainly make the eight because they'll win about 15, 16 of those games. He's, think, you think he's got that much of an influence? I do. Yeah, he does. And I, but I say, but the problem is he only plays 10 or 11 games a year. That's the problem. Do you think and he's going to... gone into another season and however he did his hamstring, who cares how he did it, but he's done it again. Do you think there's going to come a point in time, because we're talking, this is not obviously the first time mm. it's happened with Tommy. It's probably two or three years now, am I right? Yep. Okay. Do you think there's going to come a point in time where the Manly Club are going to look at it and say, okay, because he'd be their highest paid player? Well, the problem is, Jeff, they've given him a million dollars a year till 2026. Okay. So. There's no turning back. What are they going to do? They're all in on Tommy Turbo. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think it's a massive, massive investment. It is. It's huge. You know, with one player, they did it with Cherry Evans, and yeah. you know, two. To be, two. They've got they've got Jake till twenty twenty six as well. Well, if we look at Cherry Evans, I mean, everybody bagged him because he reneged on a yeah. on a deal. Mm-hmm. He regressed on a deal yeah. with the Gold Coast <laughs> Titans, but he's been outstanding for them. You know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in twenty fifteen. He signs a... Was it a 10-year deal? 10-year deal. 10-year deal. Okay. On, let's say, a million dollars a year. Okay? Let's just say that. In that time, and that was five seasons ago, Manly have made two semi-final appearances. Is that... No. But I'm just... Does that justify his... No, it doesn't. No. doesn't. No. no. I'm not... See, I'm looking at it from from his performance. He's... He's, he's their best player, yes. uh, aside from Tommy, right? But he can't carry them on his back. Yeah. And I understand that halfback's got to have more influence, mm. right? And you're right. In terms of investment on money, no, it's not good enough. But he's played state of origin. He's played at that elite so, level. Yeah, my, my point is with, with uh, DCE, he had a couple of years there where his, his pack that he was working with was Martin Tapao, Adam Fanua Blake... You had Joel Thompson and Curtis Siren and on the edges. That's a fair pack to work with. Yeah. I, I mean, mean and Jake Travoyevich at lock. Mate, I'd love that pack. But he, he just You don't think he's obviously delivered for, for, for I, the money I he's you, on. I don't think you can in any way believe that he's Do you given think them... they'd be questioning that now? Do you think they'd be questioning the decision they've made on him and Tommy with yeah, the money that they've I, outlaid? I think you have to. because when you offer someone anywhere near the vicinity of a million dollars you've got to see what's their output okay so my question then Simon is why do why do clubs do it why do clubs have to why do they feel they have to sign players to four five six seven year contracts I don't see I don't understand that I think a lot of it is they want to they'll pick one player that that impresses and they think alright this is the player we're going to put as our face we're going to build the club around this bloke mm. this is the guy we're going to we're going to um, promote um, our club but for, has it for new signings but to but has it worked I mean other than Cameron Probably Smith not. and maybe no. has it worked at any club no not really you know I don't understand why I mean maybe this is for another day mm. but I don't understand why clubs sign coaches to long term because they mean nothing mm. Players to yeah. long-term contracts. And, you know, two or three years. Obviously, players want security and, you know, all of that. It's their livelihoods. I get that. Mm. But why do clubs put themselves in that position where... How many clubs have outlaid 
I mean, the West Tigers, and I'm not using them to have a, a, have a dig, but mm. how many coaches have they had to pay out yeah. over the years? Yeah. You know, and it just continues to happen year after year after year. Yeah. What's wrong with two two year deals? Yeah, I don't know. You know, especially more so for coaches mm. because it's like a merry-go-round. Yeah. As as for Manly in 2021. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Kieran Four, and it's an interesting signing at his age and given his um, injury toll the last few years. By all reports, he, he's trained really well, he's rehabbed really well, and, and he's raring to go, but it stunts the the growth of Josh Schuster, who is supposedly a superstar. Michael seems to think he's a, yeah. a gun. Yeah, I've only is. seen him once. I think they're going to play Kieran Four in a, a hooker. Because why? Well, why would you put someone who's thirty-one years of age, who's never played dummy half, or now you can be dummy half? Not just that. I don't, he's, I don't get he's it. Battered his body through that much. Yeah, he barely lasts uh, in the halves. I think they'll protect him at hooker, though. I do. I think, and he's got a bit of skill. I mean, look, I've questioned the signing first and foremost mm-hmm. because you know he's at the end of his career again. Right. Yeah. He's obviously teamed up with with Des Hasler. Des Hasler thinks that he can get the best out of him. You know, hmm. I, personally, I don't think it's the right signing. It's not, I don't think it's what Manly needed, because yeah, you're right. So. These reports on um, on on Schuster, yeah, is you know the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. You know, coaches are very weary of, of of throwing these young blokes in early. I mean, when's early? Yeah. You know, if they're good enough. Play them, That's it. play them. Because you, how how are you going to find out? Yeah, there's a massive step from playing reserve grade and jersey fleet to first grade. Mm. The only way you're going to know. That's right. You know, you can train the house down, as you said with Kieran Foran. Mm. But you know what, mate? There's a massive difference. Yeah, yeah. Playing the real stuff. Yeah. Anyway. All right, that's all our teams. We're gonna to finish us off. Hang on, mate. Where's the crystal ball, buddy? <laughs> we'll get the crystal balls out. And we'll name our top eights yep. for 2021, our predictions. You kick off. Um, I'm going to go with the minor premiers, South Sydney. Yeah. No, well then, done, Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> from there, go with Penrith, Melbourne. You were a bit surprised with the Roosters. I just think, despite them having an ageing roster, the more that I see them, I know it's only trials, but... I still do think they have a lot of depth with, and I think some of their younger talent like Lindsay Collins are just looking outstanding. The more Lindsay I see Collins them. doesn't sound like a first grade footballer. Does he it? doesn't. Lindsay. He doesn't. Lindsay does not. Like sound it's a like throwback to the fifties and the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> like he must not like his parents must not like him. <laughs> well, regardless of his name, yeah. I thought he looked outstanding yesterday, mm-hmm. and he's looked impressive in previous years. Sam Walker. Um, Lachlan Lamb will start the year at 5.8. But I think if he doesn't perform, Sam Walker is the next cap off the rank. And he's looked very impressive. From there, I think Parramatta um, in the fifth spot. Canberra. The Tigers in seventh. I've got them improving. Oh, geez, that's a surprise. <laughs> making the eighth for the first time since 2011. And then for the eighth spot, I reckon this is, in my opinion... Really open, and and you can put the Tigers in this lot as well. In my opinion, I think it it'll be down to probably three or four teams: the Warriors, 
um, the Gold Coast Titans, the Tigers, maybe the Newcastle Knights. And I'm le- I've leaned towards the Warriors at this stage, but, but I think them and the Gold Coast Titans are, are very much in the mix. And I think um, that they, pl- they play each other in round one, and I'll be really interested to see how that game goes. Simon, before you give your eight, yes. he mentioned Lachlan Lamb and Walker. Have you ever known a, a period of time, and I'm not trying not to get off track here, but have you known a period of time where we've seen so many father and son? Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, that's true. And, and, and the irony of it all is that most of them are halfbacks. Yeah. Lamb, Ke- uh, Walker. Cleary, Walker. Uh, we've got the young bloke, um, Arthur. Flanagan. Flanagan. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I was off topic then. <laughs> okay, my top eight. Um, I have the Storm going back to back. Wow. I think I think Harry Grant will excel in better company and I think he'll carry them. Uh, I've got Souths uh, second, Penrith third. The Raiders will round out my top four. I've got the Roosters at fifth, Parramatta at sixth, the Warriors at 7th, and I have the Tigers breaking a decade drought and getting into the 8th. I've got the Titans at ninth, and the reason I don't have them jumping as high as most people do is, yes, they've signed Big Tino and Fafida, and they have, you know, AJ Brimson at the back, and it's terrific, but all those players are going to be participating in State of Origin this year. Uh, especially the two that they bought, the two big-name signings. And I don't think, as a club, they've ever had to deal with that. So they could be missing for quite a, a few weeks, could possibly get injured as well. And also, I don't know how their depth is in that, and in that yeah, period. I don't know how their depth since they put so much money into them. If I'm allowed to, if Cameron Smith joins the mid-season, I, I'm putting him in late, but I can't tell you that. Today. Do, I have, do we have to put him in order? Yeah, put them in order. Yeah, as close as you can. Well, I mentioned earlier that I think South will win the comp. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have them as my minor premise. Yeah. Penrith. You're copying me. Yeah, yeah. Don't flatter yourself. You're not that good, <laughs> Professor. <laughs> South, Penrith. I think the Roosters will be up there. Yep. I'm going to throw the Warriors in because I think they've wow. got an enormous upside. Um in them, I think they're Smokies to make the top four or to make the top eight. I think they, I think they'll definitely make the eight. Big call. Um, the Raiders, Para, the West Tigers. I think, I think there's a line drawn in the sand, you know. And I know that we've said this for a long time, but I think enough is enough. Yeah. Trust um, me, it is enough. I, I just, I think Michael Maguire's just about got the players that he's wanted. Mm. They've got um, players that have been there for a long time. They've left. Mm. Um, that they've probably signed on contracts where you know they've overpaid and they haven't delivered. Mm. Um, they've got some fantastic young players. I just think they'll sneak in. Um, I've got Para. I'm not sure if I mentioned Para. And mm. I've got... A question mark on the Storm and the Dragons. I'm going to put the Storm in. Obviously, with the Dragons, I support the Dragons and I want them to succeed. But mm. after last night, I'm not, I'm not too sure. <laughs> but it's only a troll game. <laughs> but look, I, I'm just... 
Am I allowed to put the Storm and the Dragons in a bracket and make a decision <laughs> after six rounds? <laughs> Whatever makes you feel good. Well, you know what? I mean, my heart always tells me. I know me, who so I've got. I've got the, I'm, I'm going to have the Dragons in there only because, you know, it's obvious, uh, you know, it's a stupid call, but I've yeah. got them because I just love them. <laughs> yeah. so, all right, before we go, who's your spoon? Who's your wooden uh, spooner? Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. I'm going to go the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, my tip for the spoon is the Broncos. Yeah, I think I think the Broncos. Have you play. written this down, Professor? <laughs> no, yeah. because we want to have a look at this after yeah. round six and see where we're, we're sitting. Done. Thirty we're weeks from done. now, our grand final preview. We're going to go through. Our, yeah, <laughs> our we'll, we'll look back on this exact video and, and look how smart or dumb we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've, I've got the, I've got the Broncos. Yeah, getting the spin as well. Yeah. Right, I think that'll just about wrap us up. Thanks for listening to both episodes of our season preview. Yeah. Just one thing. Uh, we're going to have a surprise in a few weeks. Yes, time. we are. We are. I'm not going to mention it. Surprise guest. But um, I think a lot of you are going to be excited uh, and you'll look forward to it. I'm not going to mention who it is, but uh, it'll come. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Thank you.